You uh, uh, settled in your pants there, Will? Well, relatively speaking. About a month since 89. Gordano, ladies and gentlemen! Gordano, ladies and gentlemen! Gordano! Ladies and gentlemen. Hey! Um, That was the uh, sultry voice of Thomas Reed there, Mm. of course, who is our sexy guest this evening. (laughs) Thank you, Simon, for being the sexy host. Host. Right. (laughs) Host. That's right, I am the sexy host. And William, of course. Hey! (laughs) Kind of like... Yeah, but at the same time, intriguing. Yeah, it gives you the shivers, and it It gives you the willies. (laughs) It certainly does. Yes, it's one of my purposes. That's right, sir. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a we've got a podcast uh, for you to enjoy. Sorry, not in service. Sorry, sorry, not in service. Sorry, not in service. Sorry, not in sorry, not in service. Sorry, not in service. Sorry, not in sorry, not in service. Sorry, not in service. Sorry, not in sorry, not in service. Sorry, not in service. Sorry, not in service. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome along to a very aggressive Sorry Not In Service. Now, well, speaking of aggression, you were busy... You just put your foot on my chair. Yes, sir, and I've displayed for you. Uh, well, you were, um, you, were, you, were, you were pummeling me on the ground. Uh, I was down on the oh, concrete, of course, and you were bashing you, me... I was on. really going for it, really, wasn't I? Really, going some. And you kept shouting. You kept shouting. I want kept, to. kept shouting at me, why is Sorry Not In Service like question time? Well, I think now is probably the ideal time to ask. Not 3am on a Tuesday. Uh, um, the reason why Question Time is like Sorry Not In Service is that uh, I am a crooked politician. You're David Dimbleby. And, of course, Tom's here. So, Hello. <laughs> Tom. Hello, Those guys. Those are the three main reasons, of course, why this is like... Um, Question Time. Thank you, William. So, no, uh, welcome along, Tom. It's a real pleasure to have you back. Yeah. It's a pleasure to be here, guys. <laughs> That's a great idea. Um, Tom, is, Tom is, of course, here to plug his uh, his exciting new podcast, Senseless. It's called, um, what's it called, Tom? It's called Podcage. That's right. Podcage. Uh, just a brief synopsis for the listeners. Oh, from me? Yeah, 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 sure. Um, me and my erstwhile chum... Sorry, uh, the chaps here were just trying to explain a, well, a, a joke to me. <laughs> You're a shambles, boy. I'm so sorry. We need to bring you back in line. And how would one do that, Will? Whips. Whips and a formatting point of the show. Ow. Whip noises there, of course. And they Carefully and they, added uh, into the podcast. And the crowd go wild. Carefully added into the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, gents, uh, this is uh, the formatting point of the show. Now, Tom, uh, you're not probably accustomed to this. No, I've no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, so uh, this is where we will might uh, we might um, um, tell uh, the listeners what we've been up to in the past fortnight since we were last on air. It would be a formatting point. It would. Yeah, well, it would certainly fit into that bracket. So, William, uh, how best oh. to decide who's going to go first with their formatting point? Um, on this occasion, yeah. why don't we not start the fire? Because it was always burning since the world was turning. So that would be me going first then? Yes. Yeah, of course. Nailed it. So, ladies Thank and you, gentlemen, darling. an exciting anecdote from young Simon here. Woo-hoo! The favourite part of the show, of course. Hmm. I would imagine the listening figures are going to drop off wildly from here. <laughs> I've already heard the best bit! You've um, got to stop doing incredibly accurate impressions of our listener. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Um, so, um, now, ladies and gentlemen, you may be aware that uh, my wife, the lovely wife Carla, is with child. 
He's uh, she's uh, going to pop out a child in about three months' time. It's going to be horrific. We're It'll be all terrible. concerned. Uh, now uh, I'll be gas and air. There will be. There will be. You are going to get dentistry alongside her, aren't you? I should sincerely hope so. Uh, but uh, before all that happens, uh, then uh, I'm um, sort of getting used to the idea of being in the child sphere, I believe is what it's known as. <laughs> um, and um, we've, we, for the last two weekends, Carla and I have been to uh, parties, wonderful parties, uh, where there's been lots of children. A lot of people in our social group have been, you know, uh, dropping children out of them. <laughs> That's the noise. <laughs> and uh, so there's lots of kids around. I'm not great with kids. And, um, and so... <laughs> It's, so great. Sort of, it's, it's been a real learning experience for me. Now, the second of these two parties, uh, I said to one of the other the, the other the parents uh, there, I said, um, do you know what this is like? This is like, um, you know when your dogs go to get socialised with other dogs, <laughs> dog training? And they all went, yeah. And I said, well, it's like this. It's like this, isn't it? And, of course, what I meant was that, for me, I'm getting used to all this... Mess. Mess and BS. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of the, like animatronic excreta that's charging about all over the place, catawalling. Exactly. But what, of course, Carla later explained to me in the car on the way home was the rather muted response. We'll get on to muted later. The rather <laughs> muted response that I got to that comment was, of course, uh, the other parents assumed I was referring to their children. Um, As a kind of barrage of untrained puppies. Yeah. They kind of are, though, aren't they? The difference is, with untrained puppies, you can realistically look at some point within the next, say, two or three years, yeah. they're going to be, like, rounded members of society. You'd hope Whereas so. you can, like, <laughs> times that by five, and you're still not there. I know. Yeah. Why can't kids go in dog years? That's my question. That's uh, tonight's topic, and That way we could outlive them. That's <laughs> <laughs> so part email, of having a dog. So <laughs> Ghostly pop music there, listeners. Press pause. Uh, so um, we've all heard what Simon's been up to. It's the best part of the show so far. Uh, but um, I, I'm kind of. I tell you what, Will. Listeners, you might you might remember. Shut up now. You might remember Tom, of course, from the wonderful feature. What's Tom up to? I can't believe I didn't sort of re-engage you there, listeners. But Tom, um, he's here. Uh, he's wearing his T-shirt. If you remember from the last show. Yep. Uh, What's it say on there, Tom? Ask me what I'm up to. That's right. Simon, I appreciate the gift. It's yeah. very difficult to wear in public mm. um, because people want to know why that question's being asked, and it's a very difficult question to answer. Well, but surely they just ask you... Why are they asking you why you're wearing that T-shirt? Surely they should be asking you what you're up no, to. You're they... perfectly equipped to answer the question. You've had a year of being up to things. <laughs> Practising. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> gearing yourself up. But uh, it's a shame. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, this is an ideal opportunity for me to ask you, Tom, what, what, are you, what have you been up to? What have well, I been up to? So good, though, oh, didn't that it? Does, quite didn't nice, that feel yeah. good, listeners? It felt quite nice. Come on, Tom, tell us all about the pizzas, <laughs> all about the pasta, all, all about, about Batman, the, the YouTubes. Um, this failed tax I've, exams. <laughs> I've been failing a few more tax exams. I've had several pizzas, several pasta-based Batman dishes. What? All right, Batman-based right, pasta dishes. <laughs> That's impressive. Batman okay. made you some pasta. Lovely. Yeah. Really. But the thing I'm really interested in, Tom, is that uh, over dinner, uh, you, you threw away a, a, a comment about um, having to make some a belt out of elastic bands. I'm very keen to find out more. It's a very compelling tale. I, uh, this is like when I interviewed you for that job, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I see from your CV, Thomas, that you used to sell sat-navs in Halford. What do you tell me a little bit about that? 
the belt was uh, as a result of leaving the house this morning to go do some exercise in my PE kit. Wow, daps, lovely. Took the, um, <laughs> took the clothes I was going to wear later in the day, but of course wasn't thinking about the belt because it wasn't immediately going on me. Of course. Mm. pair of trousers I was wearing, very, very baggy. Um, so I was walking from the car to work with sort of, it's hard to describe on the radio, but wide knees, you might say. Like <laughs> you'd had an incident. To try and keep the trousers up. Or like a fellow on his way to some kind of a Wild West shootout. Exactly. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Okay, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I found this rather annoying, so at work, um, one of my colleagues kindly gave me some ribbon, some sort of a uh, pearlescent, <laughs> if you can imagine, <laughs> nice. ribbon wow. Yeah. Uh, wow. for tying up presents. The thing with that was, when you sit down, I think your waist changes shape maybe gets a bit bigger stretches mm-hmm. the ribbon out stand up again trousers are coming down uh, this is an no absolute good. roller coaster of trousers so I told you not to make me tell this story well I'm, I'm glad I did <laughs> yeah it's going well sure the listeners are too it's fascinating it's kind of like Blue Peter isn't it <laughs> yes that's right really rubbish version go on so uh, <laughs> wind this up here's a <laughs> So I made one out of elastic bands because obviously when you sit down, if it needs to stretch a bit more, that's fine. It's got some give. Yeah. The elastic uh, bands get a bit tauter. Yeah. And uh, then you stand up and uh, it's still holding your trousers up. Keeping... You literally made a belt out of elastic bands. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's... I mean, that's, that's some Ray Mears stuff right I don't, there. I don't <laughs> right there. want to talk about I mean, it's kind of like, a, it's a variation of exactly how one captures an elephant. <laughs> Quite right too. If Bear Grylls was here, yeah. he'd be all over you like a explorer. Yeah. Exploring every... Yeah, like a kind of rugged explorer just coming at you. His hands are rough, but they're so confident. <laughs> I'm scared. That's what you'll say to Bear, and he'll say, it's okay. You're in I'm safe hands. Bear Grylls' hands. I'll make you survive. <laughs> you'll see out the night. <laughs> you, you guys are scaring me. So that's what Tom's been up to, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We've all missed him. Petty pet likes uh, just like McDonald's. Like a kind of like a kitten getting shot there. Uh, speaking of kittens getting shot, uh, speaking of kittens getting shot, William, Simon. I think it's time that uh, you um, relinquished your very own formatting point of the show. Uh, so, uh, Will, uh, dare I ask what uh, nefarious yes. activities you've been up to this past fortnight? Not that nefarious, Simon. Simon! And Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Um, okay, both of you. Sure. And both of you. The ST Unit. Yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> our band name. ST Unit. Stunit. Nice. <laughs> Stunit. Stuart Knit. Yes. Stuart Knit. Um, <laughs> this means... <laughs> I, um, as has been tradition, I've been getting involved in a lot of gardening. Sure. I spend a lot of time. As is tradition, as is your job. As is my job. I consider my job a part of our, our country's rich traditional heritage. Sure. Okay, fine. Gardening. Yeah. Mainly that. Um, but unfortunately, I've run very, very low on podcasts. Good ones. And, um, <laughs> More of which later. <laughs> and so, I found myself after a while, I was busy clearing out a flower bed. And run out of podcasts, and I didn't have any signals, so I couldn't download any new ones. And so I had to go just de-ear. I had to take my earphones out. De-ear? Yes. Precisely. I was just listening to the world around me oh. without the comforting blanket of other people's voices and opinions. Oh dear, oh dear. To inform me about what's going on in the world. Tragically, 
This coincided with a very happy dog desperately trying to get me to play with it. Okay. So I was kneeling on the ground. Yeah. No other people's voices. Yeah, huh? Dog nearby. Yeah. Well, I talked to the dog. Sure. Makes sense at the time. <laughs> Had a few things on my mind. Yeah. And so just started rambling at it. I don't really want to go into the particular details because mainly what I was doing was kind of pouring my heart out. There was a certain amount of, well, I don't know, maybe I should have done something different. Maybe I should. But maybe the decisions I've made in the past are the things that make me the man I am today. Do I like the person I am? Some ways, yes. Some ways, no. What do you think? And then I was genuinely. <laughs> I was there giving the dog time to respond. And then nearly always saying, well, you always say that. <laughs> genuinely kept that up for about half an hour. Before I thought, I probably ought to go and get my iPod and listen to some music instead, because this is getting a little bit ridiculous. Partially, I was thinking it's getting ridiculous, but mainly the issue was that the owner of the dog slash garden slash my employer, <laughs> not the owner of my employer, the caveat yeah, was taken course, up with yeah, the third. No, Either way, um, yeah, had very much kind of arrived in the garden and had been observing me for, I imagine, a few minutes, um, waiting to offer me coffee once I'd finished discussing the situation <laughs> with her dog. My God. Dog didn't find a toy. I don't know why I was putting all my faith in it. The problem with this dog was it kept bringing over like stones, like I'm going to throw it a stone. Throw me a stone here, buddy! Yeah, precisely, I'm not going to do that. No, I mean, I'm, I mean, that'd be a terrible thing for a gardener to do. Sure. To go and destroy the teeth of a small dog, especially yeah. a dog with excellent counselling experience. <laughs> <laughs> so, my goodness. So, so, just to recap for the three of us, I've referred to uh, a clutch of babies as uh, unsocialised dogs. Tom's making his own clothing out of stationery yes. and you're bleeding your heart out and all your emotions to a dog who wants the you to throw stones at it. Yeah. Only another hour and a half of this left, listeners, so... Sorry, uh, not in service. <laughs> you're very welcome to it. Does this keep going on like this? Okay, let's just lose that then. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. listeners. I, I sort of hit the wrong button there, uh, pressing all the wrong buttons, as of course you might you might hear in a nightclub. Uh, no, it was uh, it was meant to be something else. Instead, it was um, well, it was it, it was, was that. it was that. So, uh, so more that's how causality works. Son. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Right. Push on. Okay. Well, now, listeners, um, we've 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 uh, we've all had a recap on our lives. Uh, Tom has been up to something extraordinary in the last. Last four weeks. Four weeks, of Ish. course. Four of them. It's been the. What's the. Nadir is bad, Zenith is good, yeah? Yes. Zenith! We've had both. <laughs> in the four weeks. <laughs> what do you want to do? The samples um, area is like quite small, isn't it, at this stage? Yeah, sure. So you would have the high okay, and the low. Yeah, why yeah, why don't we tell the listeners what the flip we're talking about? Tom, please tell us why the heck you're here. Uh, well, I'm here to hawk product. <laughs> lovely. Oh, classic <laughs> stuff. Lovely, lovely Capitalism. Days. Capitalism. <laughs> the face of capitalism. <laughs> No, me and my friend Sam uh, started a podcast of our own. In many ways, oh. to rival the podcast that you're listening well, to well, now. More, more. Well, well, you say that. Nice. Mm. But Brilliant. the thing is, right? But this is a this is a radio show. Yeah, oh, this yeah, is being sorry. broadcast like on an analog station. Remember? Yeah, I've just freaked it, out a load it, of people. Yeah, quite strange that the very first thing you did was go electric. <laughs> 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 put the groundwork in first sunshine yeah but no one likes dylan's early work i just thought i'll cut to the good stuff it's all a bit whiny isn't it yeah yeah so tom tell us all about um tell us all about your podcast with sam well it's called mm. Podcage, oh, which name. is a title i hate 
like you guys clearly do. <laughs> <laughs> I hate any podcast that's called Pod Something or Something Cast. I just think it's lazy. Sure. And poor. But uh, we, I couldn't think of anything good enough in the week that I had to uh, challenge good. Sam's <laughs> suggestion. This is, a good, this is some good hawking. Dog. So it's called, <laughs> it's called Pod Cage because we are watching and I guess reviewing every film Nicolas Cage has ever appeared in. No, not necessarily. Actually, it's the Nicolas Cage filmography Wikipedia page that we're working from. That's our, <laughs> that's our Bible. Anything that's listed on there is what we're watching. So, wow. Um, yeah. First week was uh, a film called Fast Times at Ridgemont High in which he's in two shots. No lines. <laughs> Maximising his, uh, his talent. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and we're just going to work our way through. It's kind of a challenge already. It, that was kind of the idea as well. We wanted to commit to it and just say that we'll do it and we'll do it, even though we feel that we're probably going to get sick of watching <laughs> Nicolas Cage in films. You really don't care for the guy, do you? I, I, I'm still, I've got, uh, I admire him. Sam has got uh, slightly mixed feelings about him, perhaps. <laughs> Already. There's an episode, in fact, I think it's in the clip that you added to the end of your podcast, where he says that he doesn't really care about Nicolas Cage and isn't interested in watching any more of his films. <laughs> How many more have you got, so? 74. 70. I thought you were going to end with a teen then. No, no, no. 70. I think we've got about 70 films, or just more, a bit more than 70 yeah. films left to do. And I guess there's kind of, I mean, I think you mentioned this in the first, maybe the first show, that there's kind of, it, this could potentially be a never-ending thing. Yeah, I mean, presumably at some point, if, at this rate of shows, you're going to catch up with his output. Yeah, and then have a lie down. Uh, but, but then, then he's going to do, do another exactly. film. Yeah. Do you guys come back together again for? I think that you, we have to. Yeah, and will do. until he dies or one of us dies, or no, in fact, both of us dies. Because if <laughs> one of us dies, the other one can carry on. No, that would be lovely, actually. When uh, that would be uh, lovely. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't really care for either of them. I don't really care which but, um, one But, uh, no, I mean, if Sam or... Decrease the or, surplus population. If Sam or Tom were to sadly pass away... Sadly, or happily. We're all agreed. Or, or, or happily, in happy circumstances. Um, then, um, then of course, fire. it would be lovely, the eulogy, for the other one to get up into the pulpit. Are we agreed? Yeah. Pulpit? Yeah. And then sort of just reel off an episode of Podcage. <laughs> Yeah, I think that would be lovely. That'd be so, a lovely touch. Yeah. So this time round, we're talking about the Michael Bay film The Rock, starring <laughs> Nicholas Cage, <laughs> and in memory of Samuel Grist <laughs> or Tom Reed, or Tom Reed. Not, yeah. Fingers crossed, we Samuel Grist. We sure, but we I can't. Don't care we the, guy already. <laughs> the point is, Tom's got his own. There's podcast. not a point. The point is, Tom's got his own podcast. Eventually, him or Sam will die, <laughs> <laughs> and but that's a, an inevitability. And it is a wonderful show, listeners. I cannot recommend it enough. It's it's a lot of fun. It's very professionally um, done, and um, and you know, I think uh, it's going to go from strength to strength. I think you've recommended it enough. Mm. It's quite good. Thank you. Well, it's yours. So's yours. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> so we're all agreed. <laughs> scream at the end oh, hello and some drums <laughs> uh, now listeners of course uh, before that of course. song of course of course we it were, goes without saying we were talking about the wonderful hit podcast 
Podcage, the Podcage Podcast, the Podcage Podcast, and it's probably an idea. Um, I mean, obviously, we gave it a, a great airing, and we we sort of explained fully what it's all about. But I think it will probably be a good idea. Will, can you play the clip that we've got of Tom yeah. in action? Oh, so no. everyone, uh, this is uh, this is Podcage, Podcage. And uh, let's go into Nick Cage News. Nick Cage News. We don't have a Nick Cage News jingle, do we, actually? Well, behold. Nick Cage News. <laughs> We're doing Nick Cage News. Gonna do it with you. Gonna do it. Do you think many other podcasts have someone just mess around on a five-pound Yamaha keyboard every now and again, just come in, come in with that? So what you're saying is we're really unique. Really unique. <laughs> the only podcast that might use a cheap keyboard and make up jingles on the fly. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't name check you as the other <laughs> podcast. No, you just referred to yourselves as unique, didn't you, Tom? <laughs> Quite the opposite of a name check there. I'm sorry. Quite that the opposite. So I, d- I, I mean, I don't know whether it's worse to say that I honestly didn't think of you at the time, which is the truth. <laughs> or lie and say that. Go ahead with a lie. Let's see if that one's better. Yeah. I was trying to. Um, I was being. Uh, no, there's no. I can't think of a lie. Mm. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. It's because you guys' keyboards aren't worth five pounds. <laughs> there is that. I mean, he's right there. I mean, if if if, if you're if you're if you're still if you're if your colleague My had said up to five pounds, <laughs> then of yeah. course you would have stormed in there. I know. I I know of one. Is what you would have said. I'm sorry. I feel that this was a bit of a gotcha moment. I don't. I think that's that's mean to the person that's being gotch. <laughs> <laughs> gotch one. This is is not going to get any better than that. It really isn't. Gotch one. Gotch one. Pop that in your pipe and and enjoy the rest. You know, fun thing about that, Simon. Go on. Do you know that Gotch one is actually an anagram of No More Heroes by the Stranglers? (laughs) Really? What's next, Will? Gotch one. Following on from the success of home makeover show DIY SOS, Nick Knowles and the team will be returning to BBC Two this Wednesday with DIY RIP. Cranes and bulldozers will descend in the night on a perfectly good house, partially destroying it and killing most of the inhabitants. A new series of DIY SOS will begin next spring. And BBC Four will be pursuing its remit of Desert Dry Wisdom Dissemination on Tuesday, with a complete breakdown of the English language into individual sounds. The first episode will centre on the ever-useful... But how did the political landscape of the 12th century nearly spend the end of... Tune in at 7 to find out. 
Billed as the highlight of Channel 4's summer output, Calculate This finally begins on Monday night. You'll have needed to be living under a rock for the past six months not to know what the show is, so all we'll say is that the number-shaped galvanised handrail struts will start to be fired out of the zebra's anuses at 8pm. And Dave will be continuing his drive to create original content on Thursday, with a new series, literally just a few guys rambling in a pub about nothing in particular, sponsored by Red Stripe Lager. The second episode of the Jaffery App, sponsored by Red Stripe, Bla- Red Stripe Lager, at half to eleven, will see topics range from beer mat design to that musty smell you get in market towns. The political satire Wind Your Neck In returns for a new series on BBC Two this Wednesday. Prime Minister Danny is under pressure following revelations about his Beyonce tattoo, and Ian Bagpipe, the Shadow Foreign Secretary, accidentally spills marmalade on the First Lady's favourite blouse. And the Star Wars spin-off series are finally hitting our screens this week, with Lando Calrissian presenting a song-by-song dissection of the works of Nicolas Cave. <laughs> Lando! Who, is, who has no expertise in this area and is just pursuing a stupid millennial trope, will probably spend most of his time discussing his own life, and nobody likes his hair. And those, ladies and gentlemen, are the things that are on the TV. Forever. Yes, that's right. I think my wife is terrifically awesome, and uh, I'm very pleased to be telling you all about her. She's about five foot four and flipping awesome. So uh, that's all you really need to know. Um, <laughs> At least that's what Stella reported. <laughs> ah, Graham. Ah, Graham. Do I need you tell us about this customer? Well, Stella, she's five foot four and flipping awesome. Sir. <laughs> I forgot that Scylla got a knighthood. <laughs> Sir Scylla. Type of wine-based drink, isn't it? Anyway, so I feel like we're veering away from the point. Um, isn't it amazing? I feel like. <laughs> isn't it amazing when you learn new things about people? I, for one, didn't know Tom... At all. <laughs> at all. <laughs> until, uh, until I interviewed him for the role of... Acquaintance? Pal. Yeah. And so, um, buddy... I learned something new about Carla. We've been married for three years, and we've been going out for eight. And, uh, yeah, oh, I know. Hang on, so time. is that eleven total? Oh no, it's eight total. Three inclusive. Eight inclusive of three. Yeah, I think it's misleading to say three. Anyway, and eight. Off the off the topic. I learned something new about her, or rather, I learned something new okay. about myself. <laughs> well, now, this has been a hot topic on the internet, and uh, this is about buttering sandwiches. Uh, ah, I've got a few things to say about this. Ah, wonderful. So, oh, a bit of spite. Uh, now, um, ladies and gentlemen, I discovered that... Um, <laughs> I discovered that um, possibly nature, possibly nurture, I've uh, lived my life buttering only one side of one slice of bread in a sandwich. Uh, Carla saw me doing this and she, she said, why the hell are you doing that? And, um, and it was totally news to me. I'd never considered the idea that you would butter two sides... Two sli- one side of two slices of bread, you know, at, at the, each end of the sandwich spectrum. 
Um, I've, all I've been doing is just one, one side. Now, William, I'm, I'm interested to know. I'm interested to know whether or not you're aware that the um, the seam and the crotch of your shorts are split. Oh yeah. <laughs> also keen. To, no, it's quite off-putting. Uh, also, I see you're wearing your bold enhancement unit this evening. Uh, <laughs> Nothing of the saucer. Oh, just hanging around with Tom. <laughs> of course, that, that can happen. Um, no, um, William. Well, I'm, I'm, with Tom. I'm interested. Uh, do you, we obviously grew up in the same sort of environment? Um, how do you butter House. your house? <laughs> <laughs> How do you butter your bread? I mean, do you do two sides or? or? Context is also okay. Gen- okay, so generally, I would say, hang on, th- throw me a sandwich figuratively. Okay, throw me a sandwich. Peanut butter and jam. Well, you don't butter it at all, you burk. Shut up, Simon. Oh. Simon, <laughs> offer one. Um, cheese and ham. Okay, yeah, I butter the side that the cheese is going to go with because the ham, as a uh, slightly damp ingredient, is naturally going to bond to dry bread. The cheese, more likely to slide out. So you Uh, use butter as kind of like a gripping agent? It can be a gripping agent or it can be there to prevent a um, a wetter content uh, seeping into the bread. Vinegar, for example. But do you actually, but, 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 I mean, when you're making sandwiches, would you automatically sort of go for the one wipe, one side, one slice thing? I mean, when we were growing up, mum and dad never stopped me. They never stopped me. <laughs> they never so stopped it, you. So, so it's, either, it's either that they think that's right, and this has been handed down through generation after generation of Lee people. Um, Lee or, or, what I personally think is that mum and dad saw me doing this once and went, <clears throat> it'd be funny if we never tell him to do it the right way. <laughs> I reckon in about 30 years' time. That when you used to peel oranges. <laughs> Sorry? That when you used to peel oranges. <laughs> How did I used to be? We used to laugh at you so much for peeling your oranges first. <laughs> hilarious. Family. Anyway, we've got this um, traitor here. So, um, traitor, what's your opinion on sandwich butter? Oh, uh, just, just, just for, just for, just for clarity, uh, William's doing bants and uh, stoking a rivalry. <laughs> carry, carry on, Tom. We'll move on to that later. Um, well, I saw because this was discussed on the internet. Wasn't it, Simon? It was. You, you, you started a forum, and I was horrified to see that most people didn't agree with you. Whereas I have always only done one side. <laughs> it's coming out for hug. Watch out there. There's some significant sweat marks yeah, engaging the there, but they have managed to pull I apart. knew I knew only, you for a reason. Only one side. What are you doing? you clogging up yourself with butter all your life. Thank you. Just think of the arteries. I know. <laughs> Honestly, so... and. I'll come back to this. Yeah. You, I would butter a flipping peanut butter and jam sandwich what? on the peanut butter side. You don't yes. butter either peanut butter. So they don't put butter in peanut butter. They just put peanuts and bare paste. Well, uh, yeah. are you actually using butter, or are you using, say, I'm using mayhaps, some a... sort of a vegetable oil spread? Oh, and what do you think is the actual oily element of a peanut butter spread? It's oil, you burk. <laughs> Pay attention, you might learn something, all right? Really you see that? I can't here, believe it? it's not butter. Right, you put peanuts the, uh, in there. What that is, is peanut the butter without a dye. Uh, if you're having peanut butter toast, would you butter the, uh, that? BBC History Why podcast and the Test Match special team uh, who do their own podcast the whenever they meet. It's uh, often very similar to this, of course. To create an and they fall out over the, over the smallest the of details. Well, I put it to you, it's much too dry. I say, if you've peanut butter toast. I mean, any listeners to, I don't know, Commode and Mayo, the popular film. Peanut butter they slices. actually had you physical fights with the Guardian's Football Weekly team, uh, and of course that brought about the death still of uh, James Richardson. Your the, um, <laughs> 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 to quote X Men Two, 
The character Brian Cox So striker. That's a striker. Uh, I think we've reached an equilibrium here, listeners. Yeah, we've come back together through the love of X Men Two. <laughs> brilliant wasn't it <laughs> I was so good that bit where you realised that Phoenix was going to come back at the end in the war so to Simon seriously though you do we reach both... any kind of consensus on the butter issue I think it's probably one we're going to have to revisit <laughs> S-I-M-O-N for C-A-R-L-A S-I-M-O-N for C-A-R-L-A S-I-M-O-N for C-A-R-L-A for the record Simon Thinks Carla is f***ing awesome. That's just an example of the song, really, listeners. Uh, now, um, we were, of course, talking about uh, deceased people earlier. Brackets Tom and or Sam. And um, who's it going to be? <laughs> Join us next Should week. <laughs> you decide. Studio at denradio.org. <laughs> vote Tom or vote Sam. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, no, um, it's always a very sombre situation because um, Tom alerted... Sponsored by Smith & Wesson. Tom um, alerted me. Will you just please bring the, bring the jalility down? Jalility? Jolility. The omagility. The omagility. Bring the omagility <sighs> down because it's a very, very sombre thing. And you're going to feel bloody stupid in a second when I tell you that Tom passed on the very sad news that Toby Sheldon died. Oh, God, yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually tried listening to that album you passed me on the other day. Yeah. Dreadful. Uh, it's, got, it's got a whole different spin. Uh, you know when you listen to um, Black Star by Bowie after he died? Yeah, yeah, all yeah, messages, yeah. Isn't it? You try listening to that Toby Sheldon record. Uh, it's uh, it's quite extraordinary, uh, but no, he di- actually died last August, and um, you'll be pleased to know, Will, that I, after Tom told me, I quickly looked back at the um, podcast dates to check <laughs> whether we were oh, that's a good pos- point. posthumously yeah. uh, taking the mick, and thankfully it was before he died. J- just only before. just. Hang on, what did he die of? <laughs> Drugs. Drugs overdose. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, what I would um, I'm sure it's acceptable. I just said that. Solemnly ask you to do is to stand, pop off your shirts. Hold on to your hearts. Someone goes out to Tobes. <laughs> Alright, so I might change with the tempo on this a little bit just to make it a little bit more somber, but um, yeah, this one goes out to Toby Sheldon. Uh, much missed. I see your face in He was. So, uh, he has so much <laughs> left to give. <laughs> I mean, again, we, people. I mean, just think about to the Wogan a bit. True, we did. I mean, think people deal with uh, loss in different ways. And I think we're expressing that now. So it's a very sad day. Michael Middleton's all. got a new album out. That's <laughs> true. There you go. That's true. Yeah, so you know, every every clown. No, no. Uh, very sad to hear about um, Toby passing away. Really? Honestly. Uh, this is a song called Cinema, and Tom's podcast is all regarding films, which uh, you would often find 
للسينما <تصفيق> Oh my goodness me. Well, obituaries aside, ladies and gentlemen, I think what we all need is a bit of a palate cleanser. And I what, agree. What better palate cleanser can there be than the countdown of this week's top ten singles? Proper. And firing up the charts like the first dose of heroin, it's the Rainbow Trout with Trippendicular Biscuits. <laughs> Two sideways, one up to number nine is Frantic <laughs> Orgy of Sordid Pig by Obstreperous Dave. And somebody certainly had their greens. Indeed, they ate their greens to come all the way up to number eight from um, before the thing was recorded. It's Patrick Kilty's War Engine with Worn Down to a Nubbin. <laughs> Banging tunes at number seven only, please. It's Raymond Trousers with My Wife Is Now Deceased. Sex! Now I have your attention. On It Like a Salmon by Vituperative Simon. Give me five. Oh dear, there was a threshing machine accident. We'll use some of your other fingers. It's Bums of Navarone with Victory of the Peach. Oh, wow. Now down four places to number four previously. And of course at number four, it's Minge with Religious Awakening. <laughs> That's the one. Guaranteed toss job by Invidious <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> and is that your own hair or is it a toupee? It's splatter pattern with every damn time. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, your top one single this week is the Meat Pasties with Technically Racist. And so ladies and gentlemen, uh, sit back, relax, enjoy the Meat Pasties. With a hit single, Technically Racist. Darling, my eyes are only for your eyes that are in your head. Oh, baby, baby, who love you? Oh, baby, look at your face. It scintillates with beauty like a plate. I'd like to take your face, put it in a crate. It's so clean, I can eat my dinner off it. Like a plate. I make love to you, like a guy to bus. A return ticket to Sex Town. Y'all wouldn't want to stay there. Sometimes it's too many grip. Is the number one hit song in the world it will be Yeah Like the 38 That serves Elminster But also the villagers Take my love ticket You've got a choice But I just don't fake it Our love is like Antiques Roadshow there's loads of old people looking at it!
Well, that was all a little bit messy, wasn't it, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, well, what I, happened there? I'll tell you what, uh, it's about time we did some seamless radio, gents. Indeed. William agreed. I think I can hear the seam. Okay, <laughs> I can sort of see that. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of seams on these uh, three-quarter lengths. Of course. Uh, I think we need to find out more about more about Tom and his podcast. That's why you're here. Yeah. And what better way yeah. to do that than with an official quickfire interview? Mm. Oh, for fuck's sake, Tom's back again. He's got hair on his head and none on his chin. He wears denim jeans and has a mobile phone. The guy's the full man package. Since he was last on the show, he's made his own podcast. It's all about Nick Cage and his thespian past. It's made with Tom's friend Sam, who's a really cool guy, but not as cool as Jeff Lynne. got some questions for Tom about the podcast show. They have got syllables in and inquisitive tones. He will answer them in his Devonian drawl unless he decides to go rogue and offensive and upset everyone with his brand new Nigerian accent. <laughs> so, Tom, you ready for your quick fire dressing down? It's a carefully costed warning so in to reply <laughs> Nigerian accent. Yes, no, I'm ready. Okay, good. Excellent. Right, William. So, here we go. Uh, who is Nicolas Cage? Uh, a man, an actor and a man. Yep, okay, uh, convincing, Will. Good. Where do you get off? Uh, Wednesday. <laughs> Favourite word in a film? Uh, film. If you had to be intimate with Nick Cage, would you? Yes. Least favourite word in a film? Movie. Is Samuel Grist actually Sam Neill playing Dr. Alan Grant? Yes. Snog, marry, avoid? No. Why wasn't Nick Cage in Jurassic Park? Uh, he couldn't do it because he was busy. <laughs> How many famous Nicholases can you name? Uh, 17. Uh, what did you think of Jurassic World? Uh, uh, not that good. Mm. Have you got a DVD player? Uh, yes, two. Okay, do you think they'll do another sequel? Yeah, no, definitely. I think they're already filming it. Cool. Worst thing about Sam? Uh, that's too big a question. Uh, how tall are you against Nick Cave? Cage? <laughs> I don't know. Similar. Okay, I think that wraps up <laughs> this evening's quick fire interview. We've all gleaned an awful lot about Tom. And his innards. And of course, that is going to be the uh, theme tune. Oh, bugger, I should have done the muted jingle. Uh, that's, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm going to bash this is being mooted as that's being mooted as and this next song I'm going to play is being mooted as a potential replacement to the theme tune of Newsnight. Mooted as a mooted as a mooted as a mooted as a this one's being mooted as and that's being mooted as and it's been mooted as a potential replacement to the theme tune to um, to Blue Peter. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. I mean, it loses something in the fact that I've just played the song that was going to be mooted as something, but um, but well, anyway, it has we'll, been mooted. We'll we'll run Past tense, boy. Um, yeah, I mean, the previous piece of music, I was, um, I was chatting to a guy in a swimming pool, of all places. Uh, oh, in between breaths. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Sort of, you know, the moment where you've got your head down in the water like you're drowning. Yeah. And you sort of save yourself, don't you? You move your head sort of sideways. <laughs> you can get out a couple of syllables each time you come exactly. up. So I was, I was swimming on. <laughs> breathing underwater. There's a horse. Uh, and then. <laughs> did you. <laughs> know about. <laughs> the, and it goes on like this. And, and it was a really stunted conversation. So um, eventually we gave up. Uh, and then, um, as uh, the guy was busy resuscitating me uh, on the side of the pool, he, uh, he leant in after his uh, most recent kiss of life, 
and uh, and he said to me, um, "What were you trying to tell me?" And I said to him, uh, "Chuck, uh, he, Chuck. He was called Chuck. Uh, he uh, uh, previous song that was just played. Wow, by Beck. Uh, it's uh, it uh, yeah, it's been mooted. Uh, interestingly enough, as the um, as the uh, theme tune to uh, this year's equestrian events in the uh, Rio 2016 Olympic Games. And Chuck said, "Hush now, Simon." not time to be thinking about these things. You've got a wife and a, a child coming. Don't walk into the light, Simon. And I said, all right, Chuck, I won't. And then I survived. Um, so, um, you know, I was just sort of wrapping that little bit up there. That's good to know, though, Simon. Yeah, no, sure. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't ideal. I'd be wondering what they're going to use for it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Simon Lee, you've made a baby right inside of your wife, and you sure as hell sighed it. Simon Lee, you'll be a daddy, you'll have sick in your beard and end up in the crying. Of course, it's uh, Simon's baby chat moment, and um, we are very <laughs> delighted to have the uh, author of that extraordinary jingle here in the studio. Uh, <laughs> so, <Tom>. baby, <laughs> of course, of course. No, I would be appalled if um, be and, terrible. Uh, it wouldn't have worked out well. <laughs> oh, not full at all. Of, full of regret. Um, Tom, um, that's what he's got inside him. Tom, you. Um, that's what his heart pumps. Tom, you you wrote and recorded <laughs> that jingle, of course. Yes. Uh, and thank you so much for it. It's a wonderful piece of music. No problem. It's uh, my proudest work. It, it is your best work. <laughs> and, uh, I've seen your work. Yeah, you've been a manager of mine. <laughs> it's appalling. <laughs> it's absolutely appalling. Uh, thank goodness you weren't a proper member of staff, otherwise the appraisals would have been brutal. Uh, so, um, <laughs> just clear up a couple of things for us. We've already cleared this up off air, but um, the lyrics in there. I was slightly confused when I first heard it. Yes. I thought, you were, Simon Lee, you made a baby right inside of your wife. <laughs> You sure as hell sighed it. Yeah, okay. I thought the sure as hell sighed it would be the problem. No, Because no, I can't, no. I, I say it, it's a bit weird, but um, no, that was fine. I was all over that, that's not a problem. And then you go on to say in your song uh, that, uh, you know, that I'll have sick in my beard and... And what is that? <laughs> it's a, and hear nothing but crying. Hear nothing but crying. Of course you thought the lyrics were... And end up in the priory. <laughs> so, of course the implication there that it would be driving me to drink. <laughs> Again. <laughs> <laughs> but only time will tell, of course. We'll see. Yes, uh, precisely. Now, um, now, of course, I'm the only person who's ever had a child, so of course it's uh, incumbent upon me to let the world know what it's like and uh, share my experience. Uh, we, uh, we found out that the, uh, the baby inside Carla has got... Uh, oh. <laughs> got an 11th digit shall we say and a couple of <laughs> testicles so um it's very much a boy um and uh which is which is you know it's fine and um, it's fine so from the, from the i don't let the disappointment creep into your face and then out <laughs> into the microphone future baby uh listening back to this of course it's it's whimsy isn't it of course we're, we're just playing around with the form kind uh, of how you were created and um, so very <laughs> <few> <laughs> Fancy getting whimsical tonight, darling? Let's Why don't we play, play around with the form? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll all be trying it later. Uh, so, um, yeah, we've got a boy child. So, uh, very much narrowed down the name game. 
Carla and I have had a couple of attempts at sort of having a serious conversation about this. Our favourite so far is Concrete Face. Nice. Yep. <laughs> That's a name. Classic. Uh, gents, have we got any other uh, suggestions? Mm, Stackridge. Stackridge. Little Simon. <laughs> Little Simon. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. Good. Carl <laughs> uh, 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 Am. Carl Am. I think that's the male version of Carla, isn't it? Sure, sure. Carl Man. Carl Am. Carl Man. Carl Am. Carl Man. Carl Am. Very good. Very good. So, listeners, uh, if you've got any suggestions, I'd be delighted to hear from you. Uh, Jeremy Clarkson. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Rover. Rover. Better spot. Jaguar. <laughs> <laughs> so that's some things for you to uh, think about, ladies and gentlemen. What do you uh, what do you email us? Sorry, not in service at tenradio.org with your suggestions that I will put to my wife. <laughs> you made a fool of me. sake what's going on the point of gulls is going to be discussed by the classworthy elders on monday night in a televised debate ahead of thursday's referendum on whether we should allow them sarah freak like me leader of the what's your problem campaign is said to be cautiously optimistic that the debate will settle the concerns of those people who feel that gulls are becoming too powerful Kevin Tipcorn, who will be representing the blind hatred of everything that you aren't, will be spouting his usual Barry Summers. The Luminous Brothers are on tour again, and will be stopping off in Bathilton on the 11th to wow the crowds. Performing at night, the Luminous Brothers will creep into residents' homes under a cloak before revealing themselves in all their darkness-defying glory at the end of the audience's beds. And Cool and the gang will be visiting the Ten Parishes on Saturday for a live, dem live and unstoppable demonstration of Hollywood swinging. The process, which is estimated to take between 3 to 12 hours, will see all available holly trees in the area liberally tarred and feathered before they take flight. The loss of all the holly trees in the area are expected to upset the ecological balance of the ten parishes, hastening the end times. Oh, dear, dear. Jerry the on-fire stoat will be in the area again next week as part of his I Didn't Start the Fire tour. Jerry, the on-fire stoat, will be set ablaze by former Coventry City striker Mickey Quinn and then thrown into shops, restaurants, libraries and churches around the ten parishes. Jerry will end his tour by singing Billy Joel's hit, I Didn't Start the Fire, safe in the knowledge that he didn't. It was former Coventry City striker Mickey Quinn and there's not a judge in the land that would convict him. Fascinating. And the usual festive atmosphere in the ten parishes will hit a rocky patch this Friday between 8 and 10, when Judas will be invited to discuss exactly why he betrayed everything that is good and pure to pursue his pusillanimous side project with long-term collaborator Bludus. The entire TA postcode will lament this state of affairs before forgetting the traitor's irrelevant efforts. Controversial. <laughs> the, townsfolk of, the, the townsfolk of Wivelescombe Acting Troupe will be recreating the sacking of Rome in Taunton this Saturday afternoon. The TWAT will begin by shooting the mayor of Taunton before looting and destroying the various churches around the town. There will be many civilian fatalities and a host of brutal executions of leading councillors. Plans are already afoot for next year's reenactment, which will be of your mum. And listeners and um, other members of the Ten Parishes for whom listeners have communication, if you do not attend every single one of these events, then we have not successfully hacked your sat-nav. Good day.
But if you can put your finger on it, listeners, then do please email in. Now, Tom. Yes. Of course, as we all know, you are the world's foremost expert on the um, Nicholas Cageman. Yes. I'm up there. You're up there. Top, well. Top. Top. I might actually give a little preview of top. our Nick Cage fact that will be coming out on Ooh. the newest episode. Oh. Oh. We recently found out thinking that it was a fairly original idea to watch all the Nick Cage films and do a podcast on it, mm. actually turns out there's more Nicolas Cage podcasts in the same vein as ours yeah. than there are Nicolas Cage films I had seen before <laughs> we started the project. I think there's about seven podcasts, and I'd seen, I think, four films. So, before that... And you used the word project there quite liberally. Um, so, um, so, all things are a project. You just need a graph. So, um... But, 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 but so uh, before you started the project, so are you now sort of you've now seen more Nick Cage films than there are podcasts about Nick Cage? Is that what you're saying? You I'd say that, so. Yeah. I think we've seen five. We've done, we've watched five films so far. So you're now at plus eight. the four odd that I'd seen. So yeah, so you think surprised. I've overtaken? Yeah. Now, okay. Cool. Critically, which were the four? <laughs> <laughs> which four? I think I'd seen National Treasure one. Ooh. Uh, Kick ass. It's not really a Nick Cage film. He's in it though. He's in it. He's got actual lines. What are you doing? Um, I don't know. No, right now. Why him? <laughs> it was a really arbitrary decision. <laughs> we, we we wanted really <laughs> arbitrary, but we wanted to start it before we thought about it too much. You, you could have done Jack Nicholson, who's interesting. No, yeah. Well, the, okay. So partly the reason was Nick Cage has done um, some terrible films and is known for being a massive overactor and a crazy shouting man, and also he's Oscar winning. <laughs> <laughs> So we thought at least there'd be some variety. We thought, yeah, because you could do someone like Jack Nicholson, but that would just be fun. We want to punish ourselves. We want to... We wanna... It's sadomasochistic. Is slightly. Favourite nickname for him? Um... Weird nickname. Nick Cage. Nick, we, uh, <laughs> Sam's housemate can't listen to the podcast because he's so angry that we call him Nick Cage. He thinks it's too familiar. It's disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Cage? I don't know what he... Well, he thinks Nicholas Cage, but uh, we call him NC now. NC the big man quite often. Of NC the big man is my favourite nickname. If you want to really alienate the housemate, you could always call him Old Horseface. <laughs> the housemate? Yeah. Call him the most. Just call him old horseface. Yeah. I mean, if the whole point of this project is to alienate Sam's housemate, then I mean, we've got a litany of things that you could do. Crush his cornflakes um, with your hand after he's put the milk in. Um, <laughs> ask him a sort of uh, open question, and then just as he's about to start talking, turn him back and walk off. It's quite a good one. Yeah. Uh, fill his house with nettles. <laughs> Set Does that, 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 that backfire? We Sam. do the podcast in, the, in, the, in that house, so that. Yeah, Bring the nettles with you. We might struggle. <laughs> You know the way that, um, you know, emergency, like, uh, life rafts and things like that, they're really yeah. tightly bundled, yes. and then there's a little ripcord, <laughs> and, and then suddenly it's massive, it pops out. Yeah, a house worth of nettles. <laughs> <laughs> Just as you walk out. Bye! <laughs> See you next week! It's <laughs> a plan. I think How long is it going to take you to finish? Uh, I figure this out. As, as it stands with all the films that are on the filmography, which includes some that haven't been released yet, but are in production and post-production... Ending, I think, at the end of this year. Uh, all of those films, the last one we'll watch will be Christmas Eve. No, New Year's Eve 2017. So at least another year and a half. That doesn't actually seem that long. Oh, I don't I've know. Been doing this for ages. <laughs> it already feels <laughs> like it's been that long. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to take its toll by the end of next year. Sure. Ladies and gentlemen.
I'm sorry, listeners. We seem to have just yeah. inadvertently caught up with the uh, sound of Preston Bowie there. Yeah. Um, now, <laughs> interference <laughs> there from from the one radio, <laughs> one lonely, stinking parish of Preston Bowie. <laughs> oh, what is it? Alienate a tenth of your audience? <laughs> no, sir. It's not a tenth. It's, it's, they're a subsidiary of Fitzhead. It's it's like um um. You know, like a kind of, you know, um, uh, boil or wart yeah. <laughs> on a witch's nose? Yes. And it symbolises the inherent evil. It does. <laughs> right. So, I mean, this isn't coming across well for Fitzhead, but you guys know, you know, it's part of you and you're evil. <laughs> People of Preston Bowie, I love you. I think you're great. Oh, my God. <laughs> Pandering. <laughs> What There's no was. point. <laughs> <laughs> they can't hear. Yeah, they can't hear. Not in the normal way. <laughs> they kind of hear like uh, snakes do. <laughs> With their tongues. Yeah. You know, in a manner of betrayal. <laughs> <laughs> Go through Preston Bowyer. It's nothing with them pointing at apples and going, Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, you want it? Uh, yeah. Help yourself. Yeah. That's why you must never stop in Preston Bowyer. <laughs> yeah. Or eat any of the food. Some of it might have apples in it. <laughs> plausible isn't it sometimes they use the pectin to set jams and things doesn't even say apple jam yes listeners it's the sound of the last link of the show uh, now Simon you've just been out testing the quality of the air yeah. in a kind of a Beijing Olympic style sure. how's it going oh yeah oh, wonderful terrific thank you Okay. did a... you see any kind of skulking hulking figures out there um, ent like um, awaiting an opportunity to break in through and uh, smash in the eyes of all the people who are good and pure no no, right, okay, so I'll put this jingle in. Uh-oh. Oh, no. There are no barmints. Maybe they're lost. Or stuck in a tree. I'm really worried. Fetch a ladder. Oh, I hope they, I hope they haven't been accepted any apples in the uh, dark territory that is, of course, known oh, no. as... Well, we'll be able to tell. If they arrive um, ashamed of their nakedness, then we'll know they have. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. It's always a giveaway. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, listeners, um, thank you very much for tuning in to this. There'll be a podcast up um, at some point over the weekend. Now, speaking of podcasts, Tom, the whole reason you're here is, of course, to um, shamelessly hawk your podcast. Can you tell the listeners where they might find it or how they might go about finding it? Or even why they would? Um, iTunes, probably, or some of the episodes on SoundCloud. Sure. Um, it's going to be on Podbean might be on Podbean by now um, as to why I honestly can't ask that when people ask why when I tell them about the podcast why are we doing it I don't know what to say <laughs> so I don't know why you should listen fine okay and um, social media wise Tom because of course we are in the 21st century now uh, that I um, <laughs> podcast in Facebook and we're on there sure but don't actually because Sam puts up loads of sh- <laughs> he actually did it. He actually did, did it. So close to the end. I'm so, <laughs> he did so, so sorry. Well. I'm so sorry. Amazing. He can't help us. He's so cool. I mean, this is an example of the sort of thing you might hear if you if you listen to Podcage. Except the, the sweary filth. Absolute filth mongers, the pair of them. And I would advise you and your children to steer well clear, listeners. Or take a visit along and just get your tuppence worth. <laughs> filth mongers. <laughs> Filler to filth. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
That is an extraordinary euphemism. <laughs> so, on that note, listeners. On that note, listeners. What, Simon? Yes, William. It's been a very educational show, hasn't it? Yes. Yes. Okay. I wonder what we might have learnt. Uh, well, I've learnt the square root of naff all this evening, William. Um, I'm coming up absolute zero on anything that I could possibly glean. Thomas. Um, Simon's the only one not wearing a t-shirt that he himself designed. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. I learnt the word sh- <laughs> Which I'm going to be using in everyday conversation. Possibly to bank managers. That's quite a good idea. Mm. Um, I learnt that sometimes what you can do is just kind of improvise around a theme and it just kind of starts working out. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Kind of sleepy way. <laughs> yeah. When you put music on in the background, who really cares what's being said? Absolutely. And, 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 and just, to, just, to, just to finish off, uh, you know, we've, we've, we've wasted our lives. Closing the show. We hope you've learnt your lesson. Chrysalis in your palm, see it spread and change. It won't do you any harm, it's just trying to rearrange. Bloody hell, listeners. Well, I mean, if, I might, if I might be so bold, shitting hell. Yeah, that's one of yours, isn't it, Tom? Yep. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> that's right, crikey, Moses. What a guy. How edgy, William. Cutty box. Isn't it? like. Mm. Well, I was going to... boobs! Well, I... So, swearing aside, we've had a lovely evening, haven't we? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Although, I'm, I'm going to pick up an issue now. Yeah. yeah. Well, kind of, kind of. I'm now, as previously declared, I've now spent more time on air with you, Mr. Tom, than I have off air with you. I think that's correct. That's ridiculous. Um, and also, no, at no point in this, or indeed during your podcast... Do you ever lean into a mic and go, smooth? Smooth. I think I do in the record, but it gets cut out from... from it's just when we're warming up and doing levels and things, I think I say smooth. Oh, now this <clears> is a topic I wanted to bring up as well. The edit. Oh. Now, now you know, we were talk- on the drive-in, we were talking about similarities between you know, sort of the behind-the-scenes sort of emotional goings-on <laughs> of, of, yes. uh, of Cut and Thrust podcast. Um, now, um, you've mentioned a few times on air, it's got the frustration about your colleague Sam's... <laughs> editing and how it's sort of I think so far he's only edited the first episode but I think he just cut out swathes mm. of the podcast whereas I felt if you just cut out a little bit here and there it just tidies it up and it sounds great what's yeah. your opinion on this I'm with Tom as far as that goes <laughs> it's just the tiny little hacking Simon you don't need to cut out in the Gaza Strip but it's it's not to be taken that seriously so in some ways you're my, my the words, Tom not the Gaza Strip in some ways you're the Tom, but mm. also in other ways you're the Sam. Yeah. And vice versa. I don't want to be either. No, we're both <laughs> c- <laughs> uh, so, so listeners. Uh, we're gonna move on to racial epithets now. A quick <laughs> Honkies. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the only one we're gonna go for, isn't it? <laughs> No, that's Podcage, P-O-D-C-A-G-E. Search in your iTunes, SoundCloud, or Podbean.com. Fuck off. How quietly can you say? Do you know what? Just can we just come off the topic of editing? Do you yeah. know how much work you two have created for me? Fucking loads. I know. It might sound like oh, you just drop a little beep in there. On I know, fan, but yeah, it's I hard understand. work. 
<laughs> because not only have you got to drop the beep in, you've also got to bring down the actual. The c- yeah. Stop it. <laughs> but what if I say it really quietly? Then I've still got to do it. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha